happy Bull Durham Day. I know tomorrow at, uh, at Durham Bulls Athletic Park, it is actually Bull Durham Day, but the movie Bull Durham, Pat Walter, came out 35 years ago today. Every day is a good day to be Crash Davis in Durham, North Carolina, the Triangle, North Carolina. Every day is Bull Durham Day around here, I think. Well, here's a fun fact about that movie a lot of people don't know. Crash Davis is an actual person. You mean it's not Kevin Costner? He wasn't a real player for, for the Durham Bulls? There's a guy who played for the Durham Bulls named Crash Davis. Also played at Duke. Look at that. It's yeah, a documentary. So, so yeah, well, people might. So it's funny because people will go to Durham Bulls Athletic Park. Like, why they retire the number of Crash Davis? Why they retire the number of a movie character? Like, no, Crash Davis was an actual dude. Now he did like now the 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 character like what he does in the movie is not what he did in his career. He didn't romance Susan Sarandon and no and with, mentor Nuke. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Nuke Lelouch. Uh, no, so but the, Crash Davis is an actual person. Well, is Susan Sarandon a real person in that movie? I'm sure. Like I said, it's a documentary. It it's is, the it, original it, 30 for 30. It might <laughs> came out 35 years ago. Imagine that. That's Pat Welter from WREL Sports joining me, Dennis Cox, here this afternoon on 99.9 The Fan. We'll dive into Bull Durham a little bit later on. But the U.S. Open is taking place in Southern California starting today, round one of four. But the big conversation isn't just what's happening in the tournament yeah there was this thing last week yeah this this kind of a big deal well there's this i'm gonna say alleged alliance between pga live and the dp world tour because we're getting mixed reports in terms of what golf is actually going to look like after the 2023 calendar year going into 2024 so we are hearing from guys like Dustin Johnson, Bryson DeChambeau, that they were told that Live Golf is still going to compete in the year 2024. Well, based off the alliance that we were told, that Jay Monahan, the commissioner of the PGA Tour, is actually going to be the one that oversees Live Golf moving forward. Because again, the the Saudi Arabian, the Saudi Arabia Public Investment Fund, the PIF invested money into the PGA Tour, and this is where this kind of merger alliance came from. So it's like, wait a second. So are we having PGA and Live, but are they on the same governing body, but they have different governing bodies? Like, where does Greg Norman factor into all this, who's the commissioner, uh, CEO of Live Golf? How does this actually work? Now, no one actually knows, and then now the U.S. government's going to start looking to this, the attorney general is, regarding maybe potential antitrust with the monopolization. It's like, so what... What is happening, Pat? You can hear the kind of backtracking, beeping up right now, basically. I mean, greed wins a lot. Oh, yeah. But so does public scorn. And I don't think (laughs) anybody was on board with this merger because of, A, the hypocrisy of it from the get-go. B, Liv was not anybody's favorite thing going on for a variety of reasons, Mm -hmm. whether it be just the lack of true competition to the human rights violations of the Saudi government and where the public investment fund money comes from. And then, of course, the front man for this whole thing, Jay Monahan, who looked like a gigantic hypocrite. Yes. Now uh, is he on is. <laughs> a medical leave of absence, conveniently timed not appearing here at the U.S. Open where he would have been basically a punching bag for the entire media around the country. So could this be the beginning of the end for Monaghan as the new CEO of this merger, the merger that is being investigated by the Justice Department, the merger that is under intense scrutiny because mm-hmm. for all the reasons that we just stated, and something that could have been predictable, right? 
when you let Liv come in with all this money and name you the CEO, but money ultimately is in control. Uh-huh. And here we are. Monahan already potentially on the way out. So there's a PGA Tour, there's a policy board, and one of their members uh, by the name of Jimmy Dunn actually last week told ESPN that Monahan is going to oversee the PGA Tour and Live Golf under this new agreement with the the public investment fund from Saudi Arabia. And also Dunn said that it would be Monahan's decision whether Live Golf exists in its current form beyond this season. If I'm Monahan, if I have control over Live Golf, I try and kill it. Because you want everything to funnel through the PGA. Mm-hmm. And you want all those players to back playing for the PGA. I just, I find it, the whole thing, again, I said it last week about Monaghan, hypocritical. Because what he said a year ago, being like, well, taking money from Saudi Arabia, the 9-11 victims, things along those lines. And you just turn around a year later and you take the money. But I also look at guys like Phil Mickelson and others who sued the PGA Tour for... Amongst other things, monopolization of the sport and also saying like how they control media companies and all this other stuff. And then all of a sudden you're celebrating an alliance between Live Golf PGA and DP World Tour. Essentially creating an even bigger quote unquote monopoly. Right. That- of golf. I'm like, so wait, hold on. You were trying to tear down like you're trying to like stick it to the man. And then it got even bigger. You're like, yeah, this is great. No, you can't have it both ways, man. They rolled out this press release to us last week, Mm -hmm. and it seemed half-baked, right? Oh, it 100% was. Like you led with, what was going to happen with the Live Tour, and when was it going to end, and was it going to play in 2024, and what were they going to do about all the players that remained loyal to the PGA Tour, passed up, for Tiger Woods an example, Mm -hmm. $800 million, and I've heard the point made before, of all the lines for Tiger Woods to draw in the moral sand, <laughs> yeah, this was the one he planted his flag on. And maybe to him, that is the ultimate sanctity. Not marriage, competition. Because that's ultimately what's fueled that guy his entire life, yeah. is competition. And Liv was not in the ultimate spirit of it in the way it was set up with its guaranteed monies, its easier tour schedules and, and team play and variety of things like that. But... They're now looking into all these things a week later. Wait, okay, so are we actually a monopoly? Okay, uh, New York Times reporting the Saudi Public Investment Fund going to compensate some of those players that were, you know, that were betrayed for being loyal. And Rory McIlroy, Scotty mm-hmm. Scheffler, John Rahm. What does that look like? How much money is that? Where does that money come from? It seems like it's an infinite uh, public investment fund. They could just fix all these problems, but you can't pay off the government at least here in America, and the Justice Department well, is going to have their say here. Well, well, <laughs> well, this isn't a political show. But <laughs> well, the Justice Department can at least have their say in whether this is an antitrust violation. Yes, that they, they certainly can. And even Elizabeth Warren, uh, Ron Wyden, uh, Elizabeth Warren, U.S. Senator from Massachusetts, Ron Wyden uh, from Oregon, U.S. Senator. Again, uh, they, they have urged U.S. Attorney General Merrick Garland and Assistant AG uh, Jonathan Cantor to scrutinize the deal and take action if it does violate federal antitrust laws. So who knows what golf's going to look like down the line? We we simply don't know. I I know just a lot of casual fans like, you know, what, just give me for a lot of casual fans. It's it's the majors and everything else, whatever. Right, which we have this week and which everybody's is, which is what we had this week, the U.S. Yeah. Open. Everyone's playing under one roof, but the majors aren't controlled by the PGA. Mm-hmm. PGA players compete in them. But they're not actually controlled by the PGA, so it's it's a 
it's it's a mess. One big fat mess. All right, real quick before we get uh, uh we'll get definitely dive into that a little bit more later on. The Denver Nuggets are having their parade, by the way, celebrating their did first Jokic ever make NBA. It? Ch- he did actually. Um, it's funny because he afterwards he was after the NBA Finals. He's like, Dad, do we? Do I really have to do the parade? Seemed like he, he didn't want just, to do anything. He didn't want to do anything. Seemed like he just wanted to go home. But there is actually a quote of him saying, "This is the best bleeping day of my life." Uh, so he was actually enjoying it, which is super cool. Even head coach Mike Malone was doing shots of fireball. Ooh, that's a, that's a hard pass. Every hard time pass. I get a fireball shot, you always regret it. Probably because it leads to a second fireball shot and maybe a third. This is why it's just like hard pass on all of it. Hard pass. On all of it. The lasting image of the NBA Finals is Jokic not knowing how to shake and spray champagne and just <laughs> handing it over to the He's next like, guy. Yeah, okay, we're just going to hand this over. This one's gone flat. Uh, final thing here, real fast. Big Rock Tournament, day four. You were there on Monday, Pat yeah. Walter. What was the atmosphere like for you just being down there on the docks? Obviously, a bunch of boats going out, but just the atmosphere for fans and people that show up to this. I think it's just... You can't describe what it's like to see a 450-pound blue marlin up close yeah. in personal in the flesh. I mean, it looks like something. I know you ever been to Universal Studios? The yes. Jaws ride? Yeah. And Jaws is hanging up by the weight, and it mm-hmm. looks just like the big rock landing. That's what the blue marlin looked like. I didn't think it was real. We walked. I thought it was just like a display that they had up all the time. Like, no, that fish was caught this morning. Yeah. And that's what it's like. It's an unbelievable feat. It's like a dinosaur still swimming around in the ocean. That's what these people are fishing for this week, and they win millions of dollars. Last year's winner won more than the Masters winner, John Rum. That's how big of a deal this tournament is. So no one has caught, no boat has caught the 500-pounder yet. So the first boat that catches a 500-pounder gets the uh, fabulous a prize, fisherman's the prize. Fabu- the fabulous fisherman's prize. That totals seven hundred thirty-nine thousand five hundred bucks. No one's caught that yet. There have been three blue marlin uh, that have, or sorry, four blue marlin that right now that I see that have registered over four hundred pounds. C minus student on day one caught a four hundred seventy point yep. two pounder. That's still in the lead, but still fishing today, fishing tomorrow, fishing Saturday. So it's day four of six. You have to, you have to sit, sit, quote unquote, for two of the four day or two of the six days. So you can only fish four or six. So that's where things are in the Big Rock Fishing Tournament. Thank you for listening to the Best of the Drive podcast. I'm Tim Donnelly here with Coach Pete DeRuda, America's wealth coach and best-selling author. Coach, one of the big questions I always hear is, do I have enough money to retire? Well, maybe, maybe not. The most important thing is you have lifetime income you can never outlive. We'll design that plan for the next 10 people to call. No cost or obligation. Put yourself in control of retirement. Call 800-691-3215. You can also text Tim to 600-700. That's T-I-M to 600-700. You'll hear from Coach Pete and the Capital Financial advisory group roy cooper signed into law the legalization of sports betting here in the state of north carolina about damn time right (laughs) should happen a year ago but nonetheless it happened roy cooper the governor joined the adam gold show earlier today adam gold show you can listen to noon to three right here on 99.9 the fan hear the full conversation with Roy Cooper about sports betting and more with Adam Gold on the Best of the Adam Gold Show podcast. Same place you find the Best of 99.9 The Fan podcast. It's wherever you get your podcast. Also, it's on 99.9 The Fan's YouTube page as well. So make sure you you elbow drop that subscribe button, hit that notification bell so you don't miss conversations like this. Roy Cooper did talk about what it means for the state of North Carolina to finally legalize sports betting. Yesterday was a great day for our state. 
finally legalizing sports wagering, something that we know is going on. Mm -hmm. And now finally we're able to allow North Carolina taxpayers to get a piece of this, to put some safeguards on it, to provide some funding for people with addiction and problem gambling sure. and certainly help to boost our professional teams in mm -hmm. North Carolina. We're, we're becoming a focal point for professional sports. We still got to get that major league baseball team, but I, I'm excited about the opportunities here. It helps a team like the hurricanes uh, with, with a salary cap and making sure that they've got outside investments mm -hmm. to help grow the team and, continue to want to stay here. So it's a big day. Uh, going to create a lot of jobs for our state. Okay. Big day. It is a big day. The thing you mentioned in there, Pat Welter, Major League Baseball. Yeah, just dropping Stand that in North Carolina. In he's not he's ready to command and conquer here. I, yeah. Get to get the sports bills signed. Let's bring on the next one. Exactly. Well he talked about again all these top tier professional sports teams that are here. And I say top tier, I mean Teams that compete at the highest level of their sport. So, for example, North Carolina Courage, NWSL, is the highest women's professional soccer league in the world. Courage located right here in the triangle. Carolina Hurricanes in terms of hockey. Charlotte Hornets, Carolina Panthers. You throw in also other teams like the Charlotte FC with the ML, with MLS. And the, the multitude of minor league baseball teams that we have across the state of North Carolina. Again, including the Durham Bulls. Happy Bull Durham Day. But Major League Baseball in the state of North Carolina. Roy Cooper also expounded on wanting North Carolina to obtain an MLB team. I, I still think that North Carolina is a prime lo location for an MLB team. I don't know if it's the triad. I don't know if it's the triangle. I don't know if it's the Charlotte area, but I, I'm ready to roll on that too. Okay. He wants a major league baseball team here in the state of North Carolina. Big question is, is that actually feasible? I mean, it makes all the sense in the world, right? Sure. You look at, just the map of the United States and you yeah. throw up the little logos and where all the teams are and you mm -hmm. got a big gaping gap here between Washington, D.C. and Atlanta, Georgia and North Carolina right in the center of it with two major cities, like you mentioned, that are already supporting pro sports teams yeah. and rapidly growing. How many articles do you need to see of Raleigh, North oh. Carolina, best new place to live, fastest growing market in the country, same thing with Charlotte on the other side yeah, of the state. Yeah, just North Carolina as a whole. And, you know, you'd love to see it in Raleigh, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, we've got the, uh, you know, the infrastructure right now with the Durham Bulls, the fan base there. They're one of the best uh, attended minor league teams in the country. Mm -hmm. Great tradition. Um, now, you'd hate to squash some of that tradition by overruling sure. it with an MLB team, but I think that'd be a trade-off you'd be willing to make. The downside for Raleigh's case, of course, is that Charlotte has the big companies, the yes, Bank of America, that's the, the financial thing. sector. Now, Raleigh, Durham, the triangle growing as a tech sector. Yeah. You know, how many people got to tell you, oh, you know, Apple's coming. Yeah, Google's Apple's coming. coming. Apple's coming. Google's coming. Cisco's already here. SaaS. I mean, but here's the thing. You also have to have the investment of those companies that will actually want to get involved in sports. And I think and MLS. And their name to sports, Steve. You look at the markets MLS has expanded into – a lot of smaller off the radar cities, you know, Louisville and, and Austin. Lots well, of Ponzi schemes. Um, <laughs> and that's a fair point. Yeah, it really is. That's uh, a whole different subject. Yeah, well, fake until you make it. Yeah. And, you know, I think Raleigh would have been a great fit for MLS, but David Tepper, who already owned the Panthers, made sure that team went to Charlotte. Sure. So there's a world where it could come here. I mean, they're already going to Vegas. Oakland is going to Vegas. Uh, I think we've got a world now where talent is coming 
from all parts of the world where mm-hmm. I think the NBA could expand. NBA is expanding. Seattle's going to get a team. Yeah. Oh, we've seen the NHL expand. Vegas just won the cup. Yeah. The Seattle Kraken were in the playoffs. Expansion can work. Uh, and MLB is, is looking at things with a new way that they've ever been before. They're more progressive than they've ever been. So why not now? Why not us? I don't know if it's going to be something along the lines of, a, of an expansion, but also could be a relocation. That's true. Because, for right, example, Oakland to Vegas. Oakland to Vegas, but also you mentioned the Durham Bulls. They're the AAA affiliate of the Tampa Bay Rays, who can't sell a single ticket, it feels like, at Tropicana Field. They can't. They just. They're full opening day, and if they make the playoffs, otherwise the place is just empty, and it's not in a really in a great place. in, in St. Pete actually is where it's located. They actually pitched at one point sharing the season with Montreal. That was a yes. real thing. That was a legit thing. We're like, hey, we'll play a chunk of our games up in Montreal, and in Montreal used to have the Expos. Now they're the Washington Nationals. So those kinds of things definitely still exist uh, out there in terms of teams wanting to move. And wanting to find the best market for themselves. Heck, how do you think the Carolina Hurricanes got here? Right. It's because the Hartford Whalers and the Carmanos, Peter Carmanos, wanted to find a better market. A mar- market that can sustain. So that's the big key when it comes to this as well. Because I know there's like the the MLB 919 you know, group that's out there. Yep, MLB People, to Raleigh. Yep. MLB to Raleigh. They want, they want that to happen here. Look, I want it to happen too. I just don't know if it's actually financially feasible. Because also, where are you going to put a stadium? You've got to have the infrastructure, and roadways to actually get to wherever the stadium goes. My guess is RTP would actually be the ideal place to put a stadium out there. But who's going to pay for the stadium? Who's going to pay for the stadium? Who's going to pay for it? Taxpayers. With sports gambling being here, does that money also help as well? Because here's also right. a thing as well is that with sports gambling, for example, let's say FanDuel. The biggest right now sports book in terms of especially mobile sports betting, FanDuel's number one. DraftKings is right there, number two. And then you have like BetMGM, Caesars, these other places. But let's say, for example, FanDuel says, we'll attach our name to the stadium. So it'd be FanDuel, uh, FanDuel Ballpark at RTP. And it's the the Raleigh whatever, you know, taking play, uh, you know, or the Carolina whatever playing the the Atlanta Braves or the, the Washington, Washington Nationals. And it's at FanDuel ballpark at rtp and that's what the hurricanes and now you know yesterday they had a statement come out after mm-hmm. the bill was passed and they said we will now have the opportunity to build a world-class sports wagering facility to expand yep. the entertainment options around pnc arena so yeah, i know you had don waddell on last week mm-hmm. i mean this is something that's real and happening and and the sports gambling money is is kind of the the golden goose right now yeah for media advertisers for uh for the states as far as what they could do with that money so you know yes there is a downside to gambling we all we all can acknowledge that it can sure. be addictive but if you are of that persuasion, you were probably gambling already, and this probably wasn't <laughs> tilting the scales for you. So I ultimately think this is going to do a lot of good, and it's going to be a lot of fun. And, yeah, that would be incredible if that could help fund getting an MLB team to Raleigh. I don't want to get too ahead of ourselves. but oh, no, I, 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 If it does happen, I don't see it happening for at minimum These things years. take a while. I mean, just working years. in the Florida market, and I covered the Tampa Bay Rays saga. I mean, there's a group in Orlando that's trying to get the Rays to Orlando because Orlando, similar to us, is like, hey, we're, we're a top 20 market now. We don't have an M- NFL team. We don't have a, a, an MLB team. Give us something. Well, so the, there, there's a lot of other cities in these same kind of shoes. I mean, the big thing they have down there in Orlando, Universal and Disney. So, I mean, yeah. do they want to attach their names to a, a Major League Baseball team in terms of – Again, 
sponsorship, stadium rights, all those kinds of things. That stuff all matters uh, when it comes to these decisions. It's not just about the fan base and getting enough people to buy tickets. The 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 financial backing of major companies when it comes to sports teams is a real thing. And like you mentioned, Charlotte has that massive financial sector. That's huge. That's that infrastructure, is, logistics. Those are the words that get thrown all, around all for a kinds reason. of stuff. Where's the city planner when we need a So when I was looking to transfer, it was um, a lot of one-on-one, and it didn't feel like I got lost in a huge university because I knew that if I came here, there was going to be someone I could talk to about every aspect of the courses I needed to take, but also, too, I loved the smaller classroom sizes, and I liked how interactive and immersive all of the learning was going to be. It wasn't just going to be me sitting in a room with a couple hundred people and a professor who didn't know my name. To find out more about transferring to William Peace University, visit peace.edu.